Welcome to Menu, the Feel Good Food Stories podcast. Whoop whoop. Okay, so I'm serving up a starter, main, and dessert of good food, chat, joy, and laughter. And that's going to be from myself and my brilliant guests that I have on every week. We talk about things like food memories, food dating stories, we throw in the odd review now and again, and there's a big dollop of food joy. So pop your napkin on your lap and let's get stuck in. On menu this week, I have a good weird dating story for you um yes I was called well I wasn't called but someone said I could be the prime minister after a date with food very strange but have a listen to that um my main course or I should say your main course is Michael Wilkinson who is good (laughs) he's a good guy and he's one of my three twitter chef friends that is another story for another day but basically him jace and jtr my little twitter chef friends we all kind of met on twitter funnily enough and yeah had like a little friendship since so that's quite good but the interview isn't about that today like I say, save that for another day. But listen to what Michael does. It's very interesting. I thought, oh, I've never met a chef that does sports stuff. (laughs) It will all make sense when you listen. Also, I overheard a couple of builders talking about food. And I thought, I get you builder and I see you builder. So I talked to you about that as well. And that's what's coming up on menu. Right, so the dating story this week, it's a bit of a weird one-ish, ish, ish, ish. So, yeah, so me and this guy went out to my restaurant where I used to take all my dates, coat, in a mailbox. Sorry, (laughs) I just always used to take them there because decent food, blah, blah, blah. And quite reasonable price-wise, so yeah. Because I thought, well, if I do pay for this myself, which I don't mind doing put it out there. Don't mind paying for my own meals. It's not a problem. But if I do, then at least it's not going to cost me the earth and the food's decent. So yeah. Anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so I thought, oh, I'm going to have the, um, the slow roasted pork because when I do it myself, I love it. And I know when you do stuff yourself, it's not the same in a restaurant or whatever. I get that. But I still think it should be decent. It should be literally coming off you know, not off the bone, but the the fat should be rendered and it should be just, mm. so I thought, yes, let me go for that. It's a bit of a risk in a sense, because it's not going to touch my one because my one is the best. But anyway, went for it. When it came, honestly, it was pure fat and hardly any meat. So I said to the, um, the waitress, like, you know, this is like mainly fat. There's hardly any meat on this. And it wasn't cheap. I don't know how much it was them times. I don't know, 15, 16 quid or whatever it was. And I just thought, no. Anyway, I was with with my dad and I was saying to him, what do you think of this? 
And um, he was like, oh, you know, a bit like, mm, yeah, I suppose it's not great. I said, it's like £16. And there's basically the fat to meat ratio is just like ridiculous. There's hardly any meat on it. I'm basically eating fat for £16. I'm not going to do that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so when the, so like I said, I mentioned it to the waitress and um, uh, she said, oh, I'll, I'll speak to the chef. And I was thinking, speak to the chef, just give me another piece with some meat on, please. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, she come back and said, oh, I've spoken to the chef. And he said, that, that's how it's supposed to be. I said, no, no. It's not about, like, the cooking of it. Yeah, it's pretty well done, I guess. Yeah. It's about, there's hardly any meat on it. I'm paying £16. And it's basically a plate of fat. So I was like, you know, I just need either a new meal completely or you get me a piece of pork with some pork on it, do you know what I mean? So um, she went back again to the um, kitchen, come back and said, oh, the chef said, you know, they're, they're all like that. That's how it is. That's how it's come and that's how it's meant to be. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> so I was saying, right, okay. I said, look, give me a minute, give me a minute. <laughs> so I spoke to him and I was like, what do you think of this? I was like, do you think I'm out of order here? And he was just a bit like, you know, a bit silent. And I thought, oh, gosh. So anyway, I called her back and I said, look, I'm going to have to have a different meal because you can't bring me another piece of meat like this where there's actually no meat. So I'm going to have to have another meal, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and she was like, yeah, OK, fine. So that's what happened. <laughs> and it was all a bit of a palaver, I have to say. But I was like, no, I'm not paying that money for that. Just out of the principle, I've come out to eat and I'm eating a plate of fat. No, do you know what I mean? So after it all kind of blew over type of thing and I got my new meal, I said to him, oh, I said, I bet you've seen me now and that's put you off, hasn't it? You're just thinking, God, you know, she's going really over the top and stuff. And he said, actually, I think you should run for prime minister. <laughs> I was like, what? It was like, he said, I actually thought you handled that really well. You stood your ground. You know, you wasn't like aggressive. You were just putting your points across. And then you said, I need an alternative. So he was like, yeah. But he was so quiet throughout. I thought he's thinking, oh, God. But actually, he was admiring me. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow. So that was quite good because <laughs> I thought, I, don't, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. If it was me the other way around. I would have thought fair enough, but some people don't think like that. They think, oh, God, look at this bloody miserable cow going on about the whatever. Do you know what I mean? So that was an interesting one. That was an interesting one. I've never been called. Well, I've never, no one's ever said, I think you should be prime minister over the way I've gone on about a meal. So that was kind of different. <laughs> This week's guest is Michael Wilkinson, and he's a sports performance chef. He's also one of my little Twitter chef friends. I did mention that at the start of the show. I will do an episode purely dedicated to the Twitter chef's friend thing. Yeah, because it was just nice. I think it was like a COVID lockdown thing. It was a nice little, nice little friendship. I was going to say a bromance, but I'm not a bro. Well, no, I'm not. No. <laughs> I'm not taking that on. <laughs> anyway, I'll shut up and listen to Michael. I'm a sports performance chef. Um, yeah. So I work with um, I work with athletes um, in various formats. So I'm currently working with a group of footballers. 
um, obviously doing meals for them, diet plans, etc. Wow. So you basically make sure that they've got all they need nutritionally, blah, blah, blah. You look after their food, basically. Yeah, basically making sure that they're getting the correct calories in and that they're obviously looking after the diets, like their, their weight and their performance is a big aspect of their life. Um, so it's making sure that they're obviously not just eating takeaways all the time and they're getting that right balance of uh, that right balance of nutrients into them. Gosh, that's really interesting. I feel like there's another podcast. But anyway, we'll carry on with this one. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go on to food memories. So when you were growing up, what were your favourite dishes? Who cooked them? Was it your mum? Was it your dad? Just go back to when you were a kid and what you enjoyed. Tell me all about it. Oh, geez, right. Food. I mean, food is obviously life for me. Um, but, like, the biggest memories for me would be, like, New Year round at my auntie's. Um, mm. All my mum's side of the family was Scottish, so it was always quite a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and my auntie would always make, like, this pea and ham soup that was just, like, out of this world. Um, I still, to this day, don't know how she did it, and she won't <laughs> tell me. Uh, <laughs> but it was, I like, like it. Was one of, it was one of them soups. It was, like, it was so simple in what it is, but the flavour from it was just... Phenomenal. It always reminded me of like good times around at my aunties and uncles, like bringing in the new year with family and, and things yeah. like that. Um, and then like my mum's Sunday dinner, like yeah. nothing can, nothing can touch your mum's Sunday dinner. Like still to this day, when I go and visit my mum, I always make sure that she, she cooks a Sunday dinner before I go home. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh God. What is it about? Is it something particular? Is it a grave? Is it potato? What? Or is it just a whole shebang? You just like, it's, mom, just, a whole, it's just a whole shebang. Like, she makes a mean mashed potato. I mean, I make a mean mashed potato as well. But it's like <laughs> my mum's mash is just something else. Like I think it's the amount of butter and cream that goes into it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like it's one of them things. Like it just it reminds me of being at home. Like I left home when I was sixteen. Um, mm. So it's it's like one of them memories that that kind of just it reminds me of like the the great times that that me, my brother, and my sister had um, yeah. at my mum's together. Like just chatting talking about the week like talking about what's going on like that kind of stuff like them them kind of memories are, are things that stick with you forever yeah definitely oh that's lovely that is okay so next thing so obviously you're a chef but you must go out to eat we all do it so when you're out in a restaurant are there any things that kind of get on your nerves that you know whether it's things like don't know like the setting maybe it's a bit too cold or the music's too loud or even things that maybe the staff do is there anything you just think oh god that's annoying that is i mean the the biggest thing for me is pretentiousness mm. um, like you don't see it much more anymore because like the, the way hospitality has changed so much but kind of going back years to like your higher end restaurants you you ones that have got that the accolades and stuff like that you almost yeah. felt out of place being there, um, uh, especially like when I used to go out as as a younger human, um, you almost felt as if you weren't you weren't supposed to be there, and you were disturbing the ambience of these people that obviously have money and go out eating in these places day to day. Whereas for me and friends, it was like it was a big deal that we were going out and eating. So that that's probably the biggest the biggest bugbear of mine is is pretentiousness and yeah. in, in in staff and in restaurants and, and even with guests that are there that feel that they're they're there because they can be and yeah. they should be pampered to. Yeah. 
Interesting. Uh, I know what you mean. I hate all of that. Just be real. Just just be cool. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, decent. Just, uh, just enjoy it. Everyone's there yeah. for the same reason. They want to eat some nice food. Like totally. Obviously, for me, fanboy over whichever chef uh, is behind <laughs> the stoves in whichever restaurant I'm in. Um, like it's it's something that everybody's got to eat. And yeah. for some people, yeah, it might be like they may not, they may not have to worry about money and they can go out and eat in these amazing places all the time. But for a lot mm. of people, going out and eating, I mean, especially now in, in yeah. the world that we're in, going out and eating is a big thing. It's a big celebration and people want to have that special evening. Yeah, totally, totally. Cool. Mm, interesting, that is. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on it 100%. I'm guessing you've been on dates, Michael. Come on, you know it's happened. Might have been a while ago, but... <laughs> got it's to, happened. Going back to before the telephone was invented. <laughs> oh, dear. Surely not, surely not. We've seen you on Twitter. We've seen you, bud. Come on now, stop all that. <laughs> so, okay, so when you went on dates, yeah, was there anything, like, weird, like, with food, like... I mean, I've talked about my dates in the past on the podcast and say how sometimes people do odd things with food, like the way that they eat stuff or the way they're a bit arsy about things. Or the classic one was when I went out with this guy and we had starters and basically mine's came before him. I asked him if he wanted one and he took the biggest prawn off my plate and thought that was okay. (laughs) Honestly, I couldn't believe it. And then when he started came, he didn't even offer me any of it. I was just like, what is this red flag? You're gone. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So I just wondered if there was anything like that that you can remember. Oh, I mean, I remember going on a date quite a while ago, back when the dinosaurs were roaming the earth. (laughs) Uh, And she was just like, it it was it was just basic manners like eating with your mouth open and talking oh. like it's do you know what I mean like it's yeah it, it just like I was instantly like All right I'm done I want to go on <laughs> <laughs> oh you just uh, want to sing yeah and not sharing as well like for me like a big part of going out is obviously like the choice that you mm-hmm. get um and then I always make sure when I go out with people not necessarily even on dates but just like out with friends we'll always get like different bits and share. Um, because you want to try like all the different flavors and people that don't share food like i'm i'm like no no this can't be this isn't right (laughs) (laughs) do you know i can be a bit of a half and half uh, it's so bad like (laughs) sometimes if i really love something i think no i want this (laughs) (laughs) if i've got got korean fried chicken in front of me and nobody's sharing that that's all mine (laughs) (laughs) you get it But generally, I do think food is for sharing and, like, just the joy of it and stuff. I remember actually watching this, um, it was like an Oprah programme years ago, and I remember her saying, because she grew up and she was very poor, Oprah. I mean, she's, like, multimillionaire now, but, you know, very, like, tough background and stuff. Humble beginnings. And I remember her saying that um, they managed to scrape up some money in order to get a chocolate bar, and, you know, it was, like, a big thing. And it was her and a friend, and they got this chocolate bar, and she said she broke it in half because the joy of them both sharing that together would always be her just eating it by herself in the corner or something. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, yeah, you're no, so wrong. I fully get that. Fully mm. get that. And, mm. and, and that's, that's exactly it. It's hitting, it's hitting the nail on the head. It's that, it's that joy of sharing and, and being together, whether it be friends, whether it be family, whether it be a date. It's, food is a big celebration. And yeah. It's 
something that's to be to be shared and enjoyed. Okay, just walking, <laughs> walking to get the bus. It's lunchtime in town, Birmingham City Centre. And, uh, you know, you're just walking behind people. <laughs> and these two builders, yeah, <laughs> talking about what they're going to have for their <laughs> for their lunch. And the one's like, I'm having a Whopper, I'm having a Whopper. And then I'm going to have one of them, one of them chicken things that they've got. <laughs> and then the guy, the other one, is like friend type of thing. Was like, what are you having a Whopper for? Why don't you have, I don't know, the King Royale, whatever it is, I don't know. And he was like, I fancy one. That's why, I fancy one. I've been thinking about that all morning. <laughs> I had to laugh because I just thought, do you know what? I know what that builder means because you know when you've got something in your head from the morning and you're like, I'm having this because I need to satisfy this craving. I cannot be the only one that thinks like that. Well, clearly not because... Even the builder guy was saying the same thing, so he just made me laugh. And I thought, do you know what? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about this. I wonder if anybody else do you do it? Do you out there do that? I have to satisfy my cravings because I feel like if I don't, they kind of haunt me. Like if I don't satisfy them, then probably in a few weeks it's gonna creep back up on me. So yeah, I get haunted by them. So just gotta give in to them, basically. Thanks for listening and get involved. You can like, comment and follow me on the socials. I'm on Twitter. I'm at CravenK7. That's C-R-A-V-E-N-K-7. I'm also on Instagram and I'm CravenK7 on there. And if you want to listen to this weekly, I know you do, what you'll need to do is you need to follow me. Follow me on Spotify, Apple, Anchor or Google Podcasts and you'll get notified every week and then you can get your teeth into more menu. Also, I suggest you share this with your good friends and your family because they will not want to miss out either. So why not do that while you're there? (laughs) Do it. All right, then. That's me. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yay! Yay! Yay!